You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am doing quite fine. I woke up today with the realization I'm always counting down the days. You guys know, but uh, man, if you guys listen to this, we're like 37 days out from the start of camp. And SEC Media Day is like in three weeks. We don't know who our representatives will be for for media days, right? We don't know what? We don't know our representatives for media days, right? Oh, no, no, I don't think anybody uh, has announced that. Hey, that'll be a fun little segment, though. Uh, well, let's do that I, now. I, yeah, let's do it now. That's a fun segment. Um, okay. My recollection ain't what it used to be. I think we'll probably have three guys there. I think that's been typical lately. But I think for purposes of guessing, I think we ought to go with two because I think they want to take one from the offense and one from the defense for sure. And then if there is a third, uh, they, 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 they fill in. But, uh, you know, in terms of guessing two, if I had to guess one from the offense, they would love to go with a senior or an older kid who's likely in his last season who is a leader and a star player. On the offense, that could be Brian Robinson. It could be Brian, uh, John Mechie. It could be Evan Neal or Chris Owens. I am going to guess – I'm going to guess Evan Neal on offense. Uh, he's a star player. He's probably in his last year. I believe he is on the leadership group. I wanted to go with any of those other three, actually. But Brian's going to share a lot of time at running back. I don't think he'll be the sole running back, and I think that could be a factor. Mechie is a leader, but maybe isn't the front and center type. Chris Owens is probably perfect for this, and he deserves it being the sixth-year guy, but he's also not one of our stars. I mean, in terms of a guy that's certain to be all SEC and I think they kind of want those guys. So I'm going to say Evan Neal on offense. What do you think? Yeah, my first inclination was John Mechie. Um, but you may be right. That may not be his – although it would be weird for a wide receiver to not want the limelight. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Brian Robinson makes some sense. But, I mean, is there anybody out there who thinks he'll even be the leading rusher for this team? So I'm rooting. I'm rooting for that to happen. But what I predict, I'd be, uh, I'd be uh, unsure about predicting it. Say so that again. I, I'm sorry. I, I lost you, Jimmy. Say that one more time. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, uh, I'm going to root. I, I'm rooting for Brian Robinson to be our leading rusher. I hope he has a monster year. It's my number one hope for the running back position is a monster year from B. Rob. But in terms of like predicting what's actually going to happen and trying to be as accurate as possible in predictions, I would be very uncomfortable predicting that that brian will uh will lead the team in rushing yeah i'm with you on that and i think there's some people out there like well, what about bryce young um it, next year next year next i year. mean yeah um i think that it's everything's too up in the air right now um let's let's not throw him to this and put all these undue expectations on him which he'll have exactly. anyway um but I think Chris Owens, your pick of Chris Owens is a good one. And Saban seems to like dudes like that. And then on defense, mm -hmm. I would say, how about Christian Harris? That's going to be the name that immediately comes to mind. Uh, I went with Evan Neal on offense. I think I'm going to go with Christian on defense. 
I think uh, Phil Mathis might come closer to this than, than one might think because I think he's one of the bigger leaders on the team, and he does pretty good in the interviews. LeBron Ray also deserves some notice because he stuck around for so long. But neither Mathis nor Ray are guys that I think will make all SEC. Uh, Christian Harris is more likely to do that. You can't even rule out Will Anderson because he's such a star. I know he's not an upperclassman leader, but, uh, but, but he's such a star. And Chris Allen as well. But I think Christian Harris would be the most likely linebacker. The most likely DB is Jordan Battle, and that's another guy they'll give serious consideration to because Battle's really good with the media. He likes it. Uh, he enjoys it. Uh, he has a good time up there. He kind of jokes around some, which I think is good, but at the same time, not, not being a clown. I mean, he, he's, he's just funny. Uh, Josh Job, you know, is a senior who's come back. That deserves consideration as well. But I'm with you, dude. I, I think it's, it's Christian Harris, and, and it would be Evan Neal and Christian Harris. Uh, if there is a third that's required, uh, it'll be somebody we've named for sure, I think. But, uh, in terms of the two, I'm comfortable like, okay, these are my predictions or this is what I would do. Uh, it would be Evan Neal on offense and Christian Harris on defense for me. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Rock Auto. All the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. I did that on a uh, – what was on the old record players? You had 45 speed and then like 33 speed and then some other speed. I did that on the fastest speed. Um, but rockauto.com, look. If your check engine light is on, and my check engine light is on literally right now, I've got to go get uh, it looked at by a mechanic. And what I'm going to do is say, hey, tell me what part I need. I'm going to go to rockauto.com and get it. And he's going to say, man, you outsmarted us all. And I'm going to say, thank you, because rockauto.com is the place to go get all the parts your car will ever need at the best prices. Unbelievably low prices, scarily low prices at rockauto.com. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O. Dot com. Go check them out. The site is super easy to navigate. They, if, if there's a part you need for your car and they don't have it, you need to take that car into the middle of the ocean because nothing can be done for it. Rock Auto's got everything. So go to rockauto.com. Give them a whirl. You will absolutely love them. Easy to navigate. Super, super people. Family-oriented business. Rockauto.com. Also, Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. B-U-I-L-T. B-A-R.com. You know how to spell, but I helped you out anyway. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off that order for these delicious, nutritious, keto and keto-friendly diets. If you don't know what a keto-friendly diet is, you haven't been listening to this podcast. But keto, you might know what that is. Everybody knows what keto diet is. And these help you maintain or lose weight with Built Bar. They're delicious, too. They're covered in chocolate. They've got, like, 25, 30 flavors. I mean, you can't beat them. And they switch flavors out. You know, if one flavor is selling more than another one, they'll, they'll uh, you know, get rid of one and try a new flavor. And, and then, you know what? There'll be something like carrot cake. And I go, hey, what y'all doing with my carrot cake? I love that carrot cake. They'll say, okay, we'll bring it back. They're just good people at BuiltBar.com. Go check them out. Promo code LOCKED15. Promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. All right, Jimmy, I want to do something here. I noticed something today. T.J. Dudley. Oh, yeah. Out of uh, Montgomery Catholic is he's been crystal balled. Um, it's come down and it looks like he's trending to Oregon. And look, 
I like TJ Dudley a lot. I, I do. I think he's a great player. I will say this. I'm, it's not one of those, to me, that's a must-have in-state. But right. I want to run, run down these in-state players. And there are a couple of things I noticed here um, that are very, very strange. First of all, Jeremiah Alexander's number one player. He's, he, looks, he was committed to Alabama at one time out of Thompson. He probably will commit to Alabama again, we believe, a five-star. Then Emmanuel Henderson, the running back at slash athlete, five-star committed to Alabama. Curtis Perry out of uh, Montgomery Park Crossing, a uh, fabulous player. Some circles have him high four, low five-star. Uh, crystal ball to Alabama. Traquan Fagans out of Oxford, defensive back. Uh, not really sure where he's going to end up, but I would say Alabama's got the inside track. Robert Woodyard, linebacker out of Mobile. Finkley, he's crystal balled about that, sort of like laughing, like I'm not going to Michigan. But maybe he is, who knows. Um, Adam uh, <laughs> Hewitt Trustful. I would say right now Alabama would probably have the inside track. Shamar James, the linebacker out of Mobile, just committed to Florida. Riley Quick, Pierce Quick's brother. Uh, crystal ball to Alabama. I, I think that's going to be an iffy proposition. T.J. Dudley, uh, crystal ball to Oregon. Tanner Bailey. Committed to Oregon, the quarterback out of Gordo. Um, and let's see, Caden Story out of Lynette. Uh, he's, I'm guessing he's going to end up at either Auburn or UCF right now. Uh, hard to say where he's going to end up right now. Now, those are all the five and four star guys, according to 24 7 in the state of Alabama this year. A couple of things stand out. Um, there are a lot of five stars out of that bunch, a lot of guys that I really want. Another thing that stands out, I know this is an Alabama podcast. Right now, I would say Auburn may get one of those dudes, and but just as likely, none of them. And that is a huge problem for them. It's a much bigger pro- – see, here's the thing. I mean, we talked about it with Shamar James, who committed to Florida. Uh, just look at Nick Saban's track record. Uh, Alabama wanted Shamar James. They still want Shamar James, and they're going to work to flip him. I'm sure that's true. But at the same time, Alabama's going to end up signing an out-of-state kid – that's as good or better than Shamar in his spot. There's no reason to fret. Alabama can just replace him. I'm not so sure that Auburn is going to do better than a TJ Dudley or a Traquan Fagans or a Justice Finkley. I I think Auburn is whiffing on those guys and will have a hard time making it up. And frankly, these in-state kids that don't sign with Alabama or Auburn, it hurts Auburn so much more uh, just simply because Nick Saban's track record is he can replace a kid like that from California or, or Texas or Florida. And, uh, yeah, Auburn's got kind of an uphill battle right now. But uh, T.J. Dudley, uh, by the time people hear this, I think he's already going to be committed to Oregon. Uh, I believe he's going to Oregon. Uh, this is different than Shamar James. It feels different to me. I think Alabama – this is just my guess now. I wouldn't know. Uh, but my guess is Alabama's probably not happy about T.J. Dudley. Uh, going to Oregon yet. I think he's probably a guy Alabama might want to get back in on late, maybe, but is just a guy they feel like, hey, I think we can do better than this guy in terms of, you know, signing a more highly rated kid at his position or a guy they feel is better at his spot. So I don't think Alabama is going to lose sleep over T.J. Dudley to Oregon. Uh, Losing Shamar James, I think, was a bigger thing to them. Uh, but Dudley is a very good player. He wouldn't be going to Oregon if he wasn't. Oregon's a really good program that recruits at a high level. 
just shows what kind of player he is. But at the same time, unlike Shamar James, this feels a little different. This feels more like a guy Alabama wasn't really ready to go in on just yet, uh, and Oregon is. And I think that's the difference. Um, Shamar James was different. That's a guy Alabama literally lost lost out on to Florida. So uh, different. But T.J. Dudley is a damn good player, just like the quarterback, Tanner Bailey, going to Gordo. We're talking about a really good prospect here. doesn't mean that uh, he's not good because Alabama wasn't ready to take him. It just means that at the quarterback position entirely, Alabama just felt – like Ty Simpson is a better prospect. That's Alabama's opinion, uh, and, and then we'll see how it works out over the next four or five years. All right, Jimmy, let's take another break. When we come back, I want to talk more about this. We talk about Oregon, and I think it's rather brilliant of Mario Cristobal to reach out in the state of Alabama. And I mean, what a perfect time for him to come at a football-mad state where, you know, in Oregon, they, they just don't have that many. I mean, I don't even, gosh, when's the last big-time prospect that came out of the state of Oregon? Do you, I mean, is there, maybe, maybe I'm just not close enough to Oregon to remember one, but I, I don't remember anybody saying, this guy came from the state of Oregon and he is a superstar, you know, uh, right. football player. So, I, I mean, I, I'm not trying to cut on their high school football, but, I would venture to say Alabama high school football is taken a little bit more seriously than Oregon high school football. So I think it's rather brilliant of Mario Cristobal to come into the state of Alabama at a perfect time, at a time when Nick Saban has cast such a wide net that he can't possibly pay enough attention to some of these guys that Alabama would normally take under any other regime. And at a time when Auburn has hired a guy from Boise state who may not even know Montgomery's the capital of Alabama and Mario Cristobal can come in and say, look, I've coached in the state. Uh, we've got a great program. We've got great facilities. Yep, we're a long way away from where you were born. But, uh, hey, come on and take a chance. I mean, there's nothing but an airplane ride to uh, from Atlanta to Oregon for you to get here. So I think it's a brilliant strategy from Cristobal. I'm surprised more people hadn't tried to jump on that train. Well, the fact of the matter is, and we've talked about it before, I mean, you just went over a list of really impressive players and how many of them is Alabama having a dying duck fit to sign, maybe half of them, maybe six. And, you know, and, and those are all really good players. So if, if you get the best players in Alabama that Alabama, University of Alabama doesn't want, you're getting good football players. They're, I mean, you're getting good football players. They're not five stars, but they're good football players. And Oregon, like you pointed out, is in a position where they have to get players from somewhere else. They can't build a national championship program recruiting in state. Uh, their first priority has to be Northern California makes all the sense in the world. And it has to be priority number one for them. And I think they probably do a good job of that, but even from there, they have to branch out. I think it's a different conversation, but one thing that Oregon is positioned to do well with is the NIL laws, which go into effect July 1st all over the country. Oregon is well positioned for that. As everybody knows, it's the Nike school. Their biggest booster is, is the founder and CEO of Nike. Uh, and, and he is not shy about uh, helping Oregon. And there is no bigger athletic sportswear brand. And I think, I think they could smartly position themselves where several of their more highly recruited kids could end up making some Nike money somehow or another. So 
their, their position to be one of the schools that benefits the most from NIL, as Alabama will. But, but Oregon will, 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 will do well under the new rules uh, just, just, uh, just because of the Phil Knight uh, relationship. And uh, if Dudley goes there, and I believe he is, uh, boy, good player. They got a corner from Spanish Fort, DJ James, who's yep. likely to be a starter for them this year. And uh, DJ was a really good player. Not a lot of people know this because it wasn't super publicized, but uh, Alabama missed out on a kid or two late in his class and, and, and tried to get DJ James at the 23rd hour. Um, but he, he, was, he was locked into Oregon and chose to stick with, with Oregon, who he had been committed to for a while. And they have some other kids from Alabama, too, not just, uh, not just DJ. They have uh, the quarterback from Hoover, right, Robbie Ashford? That's right. He's there. Now I don't think he's going to be the starter. In fact, I'm a little surprised. Um, his name not even bandied about in terms of a potential starter yeah. this year. So it wouldn't shock me. So kick-ass baseball player. It wouldn't shock me if he, um, uh, you know, just stuck to baseball or something like that. Cause he's a good football player, but I think he's a superstar baseball player. So um, that's, that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, Oregon has done a great job recruiting the state of Alabama. And that, look, I predicted Oregon to make the playoffs this year. Um, I think they can get by Ohio state. Uh, both of them are going to have new quarterbacks, et cetera, et cetera. But I think this will be a good uh, chance for uh, Oregon to, to make a statement, get in the final four. Uh, on that same note, Phil Steele came out with his final four. Uh, no shock. It was Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, and Oklahoma. And he has Oklahoma winning it all, which I think is a little ballsy considering Oklahoma hadn't even won a playoff game yet, even though they've been to the playoff, what, three or four times. So, um, but I, I think Oregon gets in there this year, and I'd love to see somebody like North Kakalaki. That's the other team that I sort of surprisingly pick. I only, I'm only doing these surprise picks because I'm like, okay, I'm just going to throw a bone to the people that think it's always the same four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in the same way. I, I'm the same way, and I, I feel that way about Penn State uh, in, in terms of it, it, if I do settle on a sleeper pick and my four-team playoff pick, which which I'll make closer to when the season starts, but – uh. Yeah, for for a wild card, for lack of a better term, I'm I'm, I'm strongly considering Penn State. Although I do like the North Carolina pick uh, because I believe Sam Howell is going to have a a huge season and make a run at being the first pick in the draft, and and that that probably means a lot of North Carolina wins along the way. As far as picking Oklahoma, I hope everybody understands that because I'm I'm leaning to picking Oklahoma to win the national championship, and I hope a lot of people understand when, when I've when I've really said I think Oklahoma's going to be great this year on Twitter, I get quite a bit of shit for it, and that's okay. That's okay. But there's this just general Oklahoma doesn't play defense, and that's a joke of a pick because they'll never beat anybody good because they don't play defense. Well, I realize that that's the perception, but a couple of things. They're now in year three of Alex Greenwich at, at defensive coordinator, and he's one of the best in the country at what he does, and each year they've been better. Secondly, uh, I'm not sure what defensive stat that, that you're married to or anybody that listens to the show, there's probably a defensive stat that you're married to that you think defines how good you are, whether it's total defense, defensive efficiency, uh, uh, total uh, yards allowed per play. There's all sorts of stats that you might believe is number one, but it's not unfair to say that total defense is still the ultimate barometer of all defenses. And if you look at total defense, Oklahoma is better than Alabama last year. So that's not to say that Oklahoma's defense is going to lead them to a national title. I'm just saying Oklahoma's defense is not the joke that it was five or six years ago. It's different. 
And you can just ask the NFL because this particular Oklahoma defense is littered with guys that are going to be drafted high in the next two drafts. And they have the Heisman favorite, as far as I'm concerned, of Spencer Rattler at quarterback. And I think another thing that's happened with Alabama fans in Oklahoma, they saw Oklahoma play early last year and, and really struggle, like in that Texas game. And Spencer Rattler threw some interceptions, even got benched at one point. And then, then fans stopped paying attention to them. Well, Spencer Rattler was playing unbelievable in late October and through November and through the bowl game. I mean, it just took him a while, uh, as it would anyone. It took him, I don't know, five starts to develop into the guy everyone thought he would be. And, and people are still ripping on him for those first five starts as basic, you know, the first starts of his career. I mean, Bryce Young's going to be better in November than he is in September, and he's going to be better in 2022 than he is in 2021. You have to afford that to every other quarterback in the country. They get better as they play. So I, I like the Oklahoma pick to win the national championship, and it's because their offense is super elite, and the defense, I think, is just now good enough. They're, they're good enough defensively to win all their games. All right, buddy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow with another fresh Locked on Bama. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.